Well, we're laughing a little bit because I've just tried two failed attempts at an introduction to this show. I don't know what this show is. It's Think Queerly. I'm Darren Steele, and we're doing a live coaching ideation session uh, together with Lachlan Smith. Lachlan, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you, Darren. Thank you for the opportunity. It's great. I just want to briefly remind people, and I'll put this in the show notes if you've been following along for a while. Um, I first spoke with you, Lachlan, I think it was the 6th, well, that's when I published it, uh, the beginning of May in 2021, I called that episode A New Beginning, Birmingham Unicorns LGBTQ Plus Cricket Club, and that was uh, episode 182. So a lot has happened since then. And I thought I would have you on the podcast again today. Um, might be some follow up to what has happened there, because when we were first working together in coaching, you had an idea, which is why I call this kind of coaching ideation, um, I-D-E-A, idea as an acronym for short, insight, direction and emotional alignment, not necessarily in that order, not necessarily all at the same time, but in coaching in the work that we were doing together, it was trying to help you get to, if not more than one, but at least one core insight for each session that would then help you to, and we worked together to come up with strategies, some sort of a direction that you could follow. And then most importantly, the emotional alignment, the, the, the meaning why you want to do this for yourself, why it's important to you, maybe what values it fulfills. But when you have that emotional alignment, you have that motivation, that thing that actually propels you almost like, um, you know, rocket fuel in the sense that it just like gives you that push, you've got the go and you're going with it. So where are we at today? The beautiful thing is nothing is prepared for our session today. I'm just open to whatever it is that you might be struggling with, or whether it's a brainstorming thing. What, wh how can I help you today? I don't, you know, as you, as you said in your introduction, you know, a lot's, a lot's happened since we last spoke in, uh, in, in May. You know, we, we had a really successful first season as a cricket club and, you know the season finished uh, three months ago, thereabouts, yeah. um, and we're and in the planning process for for next season, which will start, uh, you know, all being well with the great English weather, in in around about April time, uh, certainly no later than May. Uh, and I think for me, you know, in in that time, in this off season time, I've been doing um, a few things, uh, and one of the things I have been doing is is writing about. Uh, my my relationship to cricket as a as a gay man. Uh, I've been writing about uh, the unicorns, how we came about, um, how we what what our story is effectively, our, our journey, you know, over over the last year. And as part of that process, I've interviewed a number of uh, members uh, and and talked to them about you know their relationship with with cricket. You know, for all of these all the members of the unicorns. Um, some of them have had, you know, really intimate relationships with cricket all their lives. You know, they've played it all their lives. They've been involved. And for, for others, it's 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 quite new. It's um, perhaps a sport that they've come to quite quite late on in life. But they've all got a a story on mm -hmm. on on how that's come about. 
And I've talked a little bit about what the unicorns as a club and as a community has kind of meant to them uh, over the over the, our first twelve months together. And and over the last week in particular, I've been going back over those interviews, listening to them again, making notes, um, trying to sort of capture their their stories and then write down a bit of. Uh, a bit of a summary, I guess, of the stories. And, and, the, and the thing, you know, one of the things that's really struck me uh, is how powerful both those stories are, but yeah. also the fact that giving people a voice is so, um, well, it's just amazing, to be honest. It's amazing to be able to give people a voice, let them know that they're, what they're saying is, you know, is valid and, and, and real and powerful and, and actually means a lot, not just to them, but to, to, to other members of the unicorns, but to also other members of the LGBT community and beyond. So sort of coupled with that and that idea where, um, as I said, we're planning for next season or for the, the 2022 season. And one of the things that we've got coming up is our annual general meeting. Mm-hmm. And as a club, we're we're growing all the time. We're continually getting um, uh, approached for you know by new members and things like that. People asking us when we're doing our preseason training and can they come along and things like that. And and there's no doubt that you know we're on a trajectory here to you know keep growing, keep growing the numbers. <clears throat> You'll recall one of the things we talked about. Uh, in, in the coaching sessions we've done in the past was was about you know making sure that all members had some ownership and had, and had the ability to be uh, part of the club and um, feel like their voice was heard and things like that and I guess listening back to some of these interviews has made me think about that a little bit more because we're kind of at a, uh, a decision decision point let's let's call it that for now within mm-hmm. the club mm-hmm. um, in that we are growing and more and more people want to get involved which is brilliant um but it's a i think one of the challenges we have now is about how do we make sure that we enable everybody to be involved and have their voice but without it becoming know overwhelming or things being diluted or so if i give an example you know to to maybe contextualize it a bit you know one of the things we talked about previously was the uh the the, the management model in effect that we were implementing at the club and and we had a very open committee structure so we had people who sat on the committee on the board effectively of the club and and were uh there to you know help provide the strategic direction and do the day-to-day workings and keep us keep us going but we open those discussions up to all members um and we we invited you know any member of the club to to come along to that and that's both been really successful but also potentially um and i say potentially because i don't know for certain but potentially unsuccessful at the same time Mm -hmm. and to sort of unpack what i mean by that it's it's been successful because people have come you know people have joined us in those meetings um it's been a pretty small core group of people who have joined us in that in those meetings so there's normally been one or two maybe sometimes three or four other members who have joined us in those discussions 
so that's been successful. That's been great. And people have been able to come along and they've given their views and things like that. And it's, and, and in fact, you know, I think as a committee and as a club, we've learned a lot through that and, and, and developed, um, you know, some great ideas, some great initiatives and, 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 and some good stuff on the back of it. But then I'm conscious that that's really the only route that we've had, the only formal kind of route that we've had, other than people just chatting to me at a game or something like that, mm-hmm. to involve members. And because our membership is growing, we want to make sure, well, I, I certainly want to make sure, and I think the committee feel this as well, that we find other mechanisms or different mechanisms or complementary mechanisms to help make sure that um, everybody gets their voice heard and can contribute. Because I think there's some people who, you know, we, we've done it for a year, but maybe joining a committee meeting and, and throwing in their um opinion actually doesn't really work for them you know that's not really the way that they want to engage they've got good ideas but it's not i don't know not comfortable or they're not comfortable in that space whatever it might be it's it's not something they want to do so we've started to give some thought to how can we make sure we give people uh that voice um so i wanted to think about that maybe a little bit today you know what um what's the how can we do it? Well, you know, I have a fear, you know, and, and the fear is still the same, I guess, as it was back in last <clears throat> last year, that, you know, if you don't um, capture people's voices, get people to talk, enable people to give their views, that you you risk, you know, losing them. And, and, and you yeah. don't, when we're in this embryonic stage still as a club, even though we are growing quite quickly, we're still pretty embryonic. Yeah. Um, and to, to, to keep that, that strength and um, ethos and community there is really important. So I'll, I'll stop there perhaps for now. I could probably talk for another 20 minutes about it, but we don't have all day. <laughs> I just want to actually interject here, sort of like step outside of the the coaching moment to recognize that um, often what I find very useful in coaching is to, it, it's not about me, it is about you and just letting you or whoever I'm working with sometimes get it all out because we're often in need of the space to say what we want to say, knowing that there's someone there who can take in all of our ideas without any quick judgment, without any immediate sharing of opinion. Um, It's something that I've really appreciated with some of the coaching I've experienced in the past. And there's no right or wrong. Some people like 30 minutes of coaching. Some people like a deep dive of 90 minutes or longer. Just mentioning that. So that's why if you're watching on the video, my head's down because I'm making some notes here. Um, Let me ask you a question. Um, I could just proceed with asking you some questions to dig into what you think might be some strategies, or we could sort of brainstorm a little bit about some Mm. different ways and what, what seems to fit with what you need most right now. I, I I guess I have two or three ideas. Okay. Um, I, I I like the idea of brainstorming as well, but maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a bit of both that that, that can be done because I don't think necessarily uh, you know all the ideas I have or, and and some of the committee other committee members have brought up. You know, I, I don't think they're necessarily all 
are, they may be part of the solution. They may be the solution. Yeah. But um, I, I'm reticent. I mean, one of the one of the challenges. So for, for people who perhaps don't know about the unicorns, you know, when when we started, we were a Birmingham-based club. So Birmingham yeah. is a you know city in the UK. Um, that's where our focus is, and and you know a lot of our members are from Birmingham, but because evidently there was such a need for this club, uh-huh. we've drawn people from uh, a wide wide geograph- geographic area. You know, we we have people who commute and drive an hour, hour and a half. You know, to 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 come to games. You know, they're fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty kilometers away, things like that. You know, um, uh-huh. and and because of that. It's, it makes it very hard to then, um, you know, just meet all up face-to-face unless right. you're at a match, right. you know, because to expect people to drive an hour and a half to <clears throat> come and meet for a beer is, um, or to have a meeting mm. is, is, is not, it's just not realistic. You know, you can't be expecting people to do that in the evenings. I mean, people travel for a game of cricket, sure. So we do everything online. Yeah. In terms of meetings, you know, in terms yeah. of the sort of formal meetings, committee meetings, things like that, we do everything online, which is great, you know, and it's fine. But I miss that face-to-face element, and I want to try and capture that back in in terms of how we engage with members. So all the ideas that we've had at the moment about engaging with members and and, and hearing their views are still online. They're still in the online world. Okay. And I suppose there's a bit of me that thinks, is there something that we could be doing face-to-face that I'm just not thinking of, that we're just not which just hasn't occurred to us that might actually be a really simple solution which probably would just complement right you know the other stuff that we're doing because i don't think it could be just that well let me share some of the ideas that i noted down um in no particular order and yeah um, we can always come back to things so I, I would just suggest perhaps if something really uh strikes you maybe write it down so that if, if it's something you want to address, we'll come back to it. So, you know, from an organizational structure and having your AGM come up, if I, if I sort of start there, um, yep. sometimes there are aspects uh, of a board meeting that, that need to be private, perhaps certain decisions are made. Um, and I know one of the board meetings that I'm invited to annually, uh, they have their private you know, in camera <laughs> meeting, and then it's open um, for the people that are invited or uh, friends of the board, you, you know, they, they're kind of given that quote unquote definition, right? They're specifically invited by email to attend at, a, at about a specific time, assuming that the board meeting that's closed ends. Yeah. And then there's some, it, it's usually fairly light and it usually more or less then goes into social after. So, so there could be that. Um, but as you were saying that there are more people becoming involved and more people interested, it, it may mean that you have to create um, not um, an explicit separation between your, your board or your committee and uh, members, but you may want to use some sort of a hybrid model of a couple of different types. You, you may want to have your regular meetings, which are... Uh, um, maybe they're open at the beginning for an hour where you can take feedback and such and or, or it's at the end of the meeting and then if there needs to be a closed bit 
so that things can things can proceed um, it, by allowing the people who are elected to those positions to do their job, right? Yeah. Uh, because that could be a problem, right? If you have too many cooks trying to work the yeah. stew, it, it, it could become, like you said, uh, overwhelming. How, so, but how can you have allow people that are interested to have a voice? Well, I mean, there could be a quarterly forum of some kind where the board and all members or those interested get a chance to meet. And maybe there's some sort of a structure where you have ideas that you would like to do this year or next year and you get feedback and maybe you can even do like okay so we've got these core ideas who who wants to let's take a show of uh, hands for what's the priority if we were to act on these things this would be which would be number one which would be number two which would be number three um and if there were only one thing we could accomplish this year is that still the right order number one and if not yeah. You know, there's there's ways of breaking that down. Um, there could be to get involvement, sending out a questionnaire or a survey, or perhaps even holding a referendum. I'm kind of thinking Switzerland. They've got a certain <laughs> politics, right? But they make decisions. People can apply to have a referendum. And as long as they get so many people to sign that they want to have this referendum, the rest of referendum will be held. And I think they're held a couple of times a year. Um, so let's say you've got a big decision as a board, but you're like, we want people's voices to be heard, put it up to a vote, do the work as a board, but then put it up to a vote as to whether or not you pursue it. And then what also struck me about what you were saying, you've got Birmingham specific, so like the club management, that the games that are going to be played on the greens in Birmingham or in the field yeah. in Birmingham, right? And the organization that goes into that. But it almost sounds like there's a, another aspect to your work, which is advocacy and outreach. And whether or not that becomes yeah. a sub um a, a new role for a new director or a, a, a sort of an executive role within the board that, and maybe that becomes a new organization. I don't know. And then finally, mm -hmm. um, you could have a living document, something that's online, maybe like a Google doc and, and people could leave comments on it, but they can't change the, uh, you know, the actual sentences or paragraphs of, you know, here are our plans for 2022. Here's our long-term goal for the next five years. Um, and that would, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for voices coming in from different um, places in that way. Was any of that helpful? Any of that that you want to dive into? Yeah, there's a few interesting things in there. I, um, we had, we had thought about, um, a forum type setup, whether whether that could work, uh, and I think there's something. I think there might. I think there might be something in that. I, um, you know, whether it's quarterly, monthly, uh, you know, whatever you'd, we'd need to work that out. Um, but I think there's a space for that. I think we'd probably want to 
as you suggest, like come to a forum of that nature with some specific questions or some specific um, areas of what we're doing in terms of what we might have feedback on. So I think yeah. I think that's an option. I think um, I remember when we first spoke about the sort of open committee idea and the the, the idea, and you, you mentioned it previously about you know you might have the first hour which is an open plenary or you might have the last hour as an open plenary or whatever it might be mm. um and there's part of me that loves that idea there's part of me that thinks that that, that sounds great but then there's part of me that feels like you just end up talking about what you're going to talk about in the meeting behind closed doors anyway i'm, I'm not sure I, I i don't know whether uh, yeah. i don't know whether the problem we have is that we have confidential stuff that we need to talk about okay. separately mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because 99.9% of everything we've talked about today on the committee, I, I don't consider it as being confidential. So I don't think we're quite at that point yet. So mm. I think that model could work really well if we had, you know, very specific agenda items, which really were, yeah. you know, confidential for the main committee. Yeah. And then you had it more open. So, I think if we went down that road, we'd end up just having open committee meetings again. I think that would just morph into that. So I feel like there's got to be maybe a little bit of separation. Um, Is there, um, before you continue with that, um, sort of staying for a moment there, just to be, for yourself to be clear about these committee meetings, is there a, so good if there's no like confidentiality issues that you don't need to have closed door meetings. And it sounds like if, if there were something, it might just be one or two agenda items. It could be like the very end. It's like, okay, we have to go away and have this in-camera discussion. Um, Is the issue that too many people are asking questions and slowing down the meeting or what, what might be the reason for not wanting to have other people present? Um, I think, I think one of, one of it is so part of it is is that part of it is that there there can be um things can just get drawn out like things that perhaps you know probably shouldn't be drawn out <laughs> get right. drawn out right. uh, because there's too much there's too much conversation right. um and and i i find it more challenging to chair an online meeting than i do a face to face meeting I feel like I feel like it's easier face to face to draw a line in the sand. I've, I yeah. find it much harder to cut people off um, online, particularly if there's like a small delay as well between yeah, yeah. people talking and, and, and things like that. So I think it's probably more that. But the but coupled with that, the other issue mm-hmm. goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is you we're just getting the same voices. Okay. So it's great that those people are coming and it's great that they're engaged, mm. but there's a whole plethora of other people um, okay. who are not who are not in, not engaged. I mean, they, they do engage on one level, but they don't engage through that forum. They don't engage through those meetings. And I want to find a way of including them as well. So maybe, you know, maybe it is hybrid and maybe open committee meetings could still exist, mm. but be supplemented by... A, a forum or some other type of um, mechanism to, to to try and encourage others to to get involved when they might not want to come to a monthly meeting, but they might be interested in getting together on a quarterly basis for yeah. 45 minutes or an hour. 
Well, it almost sounds like there's sort of like three things there. Um, <clears throat> there's the environmental challenge of being on Zoom and, you know, having a different dynamic for people management, especially the more people that are on a call. You know, if it's yeah. a board, even a board can get a little rowdy and sometimes hard to control on a Zoom. It's just not the same having like physical posturing um, in person. Um, so whether it be every single meeting or whether it be every second meeting, or whether it be quarterly, maybe it's an open floor for the first 30 minutes or the first 45 minutes where people can come in and contribute if you have any questions. And then it's simply, then you go into your board meeting, not because of privacy, but because of efficiency. Yeah, there might, there might be something in that. I mean, maybe if it's, it's framed like that. Yeah. Um, and then people can people get could input. Then come and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they can input on all the agenda items if they wish, give their view. Um, because you know, we, we're yeah. open about what's on the agenda, like we're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's a fairly I mean most of the meetings are fairly standard in terms of yeah. what's on the yeah. agenda anyway. Um well that's a really so good point, like, just to interject yeah, there. Like if, if you make the agenda public and then people can come in, make some comments, then the board can then go do their work efficiently. And if there's something that you mm -hmm. feel needs to be a larger vote, um, that's when you could um, uh, take an online vote or send out an email on a survey and you know, voting closes on this date or you know, it it, it it sounds like that would probably only happen very infrequently and it would be some sort of an impactful decision that you would really want to have more members who are yeah. actually playing who are you know paying their dues for the year uh to have some yes. sort of a say in. and it might be for example you need to raise the rate 10 pounds a year uh that would be something that you'd want to hear from everybody and you'd want to make some justification as to why uh that were the case as an example yeah, yeah, that's a good example, though. That's that type of, um, it'd be that type of decision, yeah. uh, that type of uh, uh, question for the board to, to, yeah. to take it out to a wider membership. And it's, it's certainly about um, capturing that. I mean, one of the things we have done this year, or, or coming up to this AGM, which I, I, I hope will <coughs> help us uh, um, a little bit, is we've expanded the committee um so we've added another post to the committee uh which is essentially going to be helping us um the way i suppose think about it. i mean in, you know their, their title is social secretary but for to me it's more about helping to ensure that the um community feel is 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 maintained and you know we'll do that at least in part through you know social gatherings and things like that which we have which we haven't really been able to do so much you know partly because of covid you know partly because of all of that but partly because it's it's just slipped through the cracks yeah i guess so having that extra uh person on on board and somebody has nominated themselves to do that which is mm -hmm. great um I, th I think we'll we'll help with all of this because i think if we can have a few more social events where people get together and some of them might be online it might be zoom quizzes and mm -hmm. things like that but some of it will you know hopefully be face to face as well if we can keep those conversations going on and making sure people feel that they're part of the club and um they can express their opinion and, and things like that then that would be that would be great so I'm, I'm hoping that might help 
a little bit mm-hmm. um with just sort of the wider conversations and the wider dynamic mm-hmm. uh but i'm conscious that i want to make sure that we have some sort of formal mechanism as well and that might be you know it might be the open floor for the first you know 30 minutes to an hour of a committee yeah. meeting or it might be a a forum the living document idea is interesting um well just to interject we there do you yeah. you have a blog for the unicorns right uh, we have a website and we um we put stuff on there but we also have uh a uh what do you call it like google drive yeah um some of which is restricted and so not yeah. only committee members can see but the rest well, is sort of open what have you used the blog for some of these purposes for engagement uh you know it, it maybe using google for a particular questionnaire um so you can embed the google form or you can just have it yeah. link and then it'll do a pop-up into a new tab you can post the agenda notes if you've got a newsletter then um you could maybe set it up keep it really simple do it as an rss feed so that you only have to like actually write an email newsletter when you need to but if you post the committee meeting notes bam it just goes out immediately to whoever subscribed um and i mean yeah. if you want you could even post the the absolutely boring recordings of your committee meetings <laughs> up to youtube and then put a link in a blog post if somebody wants to watch it and if transparency and openness is essential to the unicorns, and if there's no reason why not to do that, it's just a little bit of time for somebody to get the video, to just sit there while it loads to YouTube, then to copy the, you know, that you can create that community um, online through your website home. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we could probably do more with the website. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, we've we've talked all of last year about using a blog function on there. So we have match reports on there. So they're all written beautifully by one of our uh, members, um, and they all <clears throat> go on there. And we have a news section on there uh, where we give key updates on. Um, you know, training times and when matches are on and any changes to um, uh, fixtures or, or things like that. We also have a blog function on there, which we don't use. I mean, we just need to effectively activate it to make it alive. And I think we could probably, well, we could certainly make more of that. Um, uh-huh. uh, I think I'm slightly horrified by the thought of... Uh, um, <laughs> Committee meetings online, not because we're saying anything yeah. particularly confidential or controversial, but more because I'm uh, I'm sick of seeing myself on uh, yeah. on, uh, on these things. Yeah. Um, well, you know, but you know, no, it's, it, it's, it's it's a it's a I can see the value in it. I mean, yeah. I can you know I, I can certainly see the value in doing. Well, there's uh, a questionnaire like for you. Like, would it be valuable to you as uh, you know a member of the unicorns to have access to watch the committee meetings? And if you get a resounding no, then you know that's a task so that doesn't simple. have to be done. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, no, that's true. That is true. All blogs also have category functions. So if you 
are very, you know, methodical with uh, using categories, then, you know, when somebody's searching through a blog, then you can just have uh, an option somewhere on the page to select the blog category. So it could be um, meeting minutes, or it could be uh, uh, committee meeting recordings, um, it could be updates, you know, whatever, right. But if you're very yeah, methodical yeah. about what would we need, and, and keep it to few categories, then um, then you wouldn't have to worry about necessarily creating another page, which is not wrong. It's just a way of organizing um, the information. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. No, you're right. I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I think that's something that, that we should explore is, is certainly the better use of the website. It's mm -hmm. um, we, uh, you know, it's a resource that we've got there at the moment. People like our website. You know, that's the feedback we get anyway from both. Yeah. Um, and we do get quite a lot of inquiries through <clears throat> our website. Um, so people are clearly finding it. You know, those people who are not members are, are clearly finding it. I mean, hopefully even more people can find it. But it, it seems to be being found and being used, and we get good feedback on, in terms of how we structured it to date and the information that's on there but yeah we could we could certainly yeah we could make more of it definitely make more of it so mm -hmm. that's coupled with yeah re restructuring the meetings so either we have that open discussion at the beginning mm -hmm. or we have separate you know quarterly or bi-monthly kind of members forums that hybrid kind of model i think might might be the way forward. And actually some of this stuff could be, yeah, it could be face-to-face -face, or at least occasionally some of these could be face-to-face. -face. I, I don't want them all face-to-face -face because that would exclude some people from being able to yeah. attend, but they could be hybrid. I guess, you know, you have face-to-face -face and Zoom meetings, only where people sit in a room and yeah. have a Zoom screen up next year where people can still engage that way so i guess that's an option i hadn't really thought about that mm -hmm. that, that could be an option as well well i think once yeah. we leave uh god i hope there is an end to COVID. <laughs> right <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping assuming that once we leave um how much COVID has restricted what we're able to do um you know, the likelihood of people wanting to get together face to face will uh, become more common again. And if mm. the nature of these meetings pre COVID were in person, um, it may just become that. So, uh, you know, whether or not you look to accommodate those that want to somehow attend but are not able to, again, it goes back to it might not be attending the um, the committee meetings it might be these quarterly forums or these bi-monthly or yeah. semi-annual or or maybe this 30 minute 45 minutes before the meeting that you open up to zoom for those people that are far away for example um yeah so yeah. you know there's a lot of ideas there that you can again present um to find out what sort of interest uh there is before yeah go ahead and make work projects for yourselves. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's kind of what I wanted to do is I wanted to get to that point where <clears throat> I can go to the AGM next week mm -hmm. and say, well, you know, here are some options. Here are some ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do people think? And we could we can do a straw poll on the night if, if need be, do a quick poll. 
but it, but hopefully get um, uh, you know verbal feedback as well from from people around what what they'd like to do. Yeah. I mean, in, in, interestingly and, and encouragingly, at the moment it looks like we're going to really get a really good turnout for the AGM. So um, that's quite exciting. So I know that there's that, that passion there that people want to know about what's going on and. Uh, you know, I want to hear about plans for, you know, 2022 and, and beyond, but certainly 2022, uh, and they and they want to come along and, and, and engage in that. So I'm encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which also makes makes me feel a bit more encouraged that maybe a, you know, a quarterly forum might actually go down well because it's oh. uh, not too burdensome on people to feel like they should be attending every month to. Yeah give their opinion on something and, and, and that kind of stuff, uh, particularly around what you were saying earlier, um, the sort of strategic planning, the longer term planning as well, you know, so this is what we want to do in 2022. This is what we want to do up to 2025. Say, these are what we think the priorities are. You know, what do people think? You know, mm-hmm. do they make sense as the priorities? Um, I think that could work quite well in a quarterly forum as well. I mean, you wouldn't want to talk about that every time you met necessarily, but as a way of getting feedback, it could be a nice way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to pull you back to um, the living document because I sort of interrupted you there because Mm. it was going to become like one more thing to talk about. So I I knew there there was something to finish up with all of this. So, yeah. So I was just going to say on the living document ideas, we, we did that. Um, we didn't call it that, but that's basically what it was mm. uh, when we were trying to come up with the name of the club, uh, where we had a, a web document in Google, mm. um, where we, I mean, for that, we, we, we want people to write down their ideas for names. Um, and then there was a section where people could then put comments next to those names, like, mm. yeah, I like that, or no, I don't think that works, or whatever it might be. And that actually worked really well. Uh, for that um so i can imagine that that could work really well for you know some strategic planning kind of stuff in, in into the future um it could i mean it could even work well on a uh more day-to-day kind of if we've got a decision coming up to make uh you know getting people getting some quick feedback instead of people emailing or people sending a whatsapp or something like that they could all just go into that document so i I quite like that i i think i think i'd want to use it sparingly i think um yeah you'd only want you know i quite like the idea of developing a strategic plan kind of thing through that that uh, approach um or to ask very specific questions or get feedback on very specific things but yeah now that you've mentioned it, that I think that I, I like the sound of that. I think that might be good because we got really good engagement with that. Yeah, when we did it before. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, keeping it very specific um, reigns in. Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, there's the aspect of decision fatigue and having too many options. So, if a living document yeah. is too many things, it it is usually. You shouldn't say usually. Um, I think the, the ones that I've seen most often are something along uh, the, the something new that's being created, uh, like a, an idea. And, you know, it could be just a short thing. It could be many pages long, but it's around something that's being created. So 
you used it seemingly in um, the most opportune way, like what should be the name of the club? Um, but, you know, again, yeah. this might be the sort of thing that your uh, meeting agenda is put up uh, a few days or a week beforehand. Um, and if there's, you know, anything else, if it's appropriate for how your committee operates um, to get feedback. Yeah, and it is. It's a way of people um, not only potentially contributing to the sort of standard agenda items that <coughs> we talk about. Uh, at each meeting, mm -hmm. but there's obviously always an, uh, an, uh, a, uh, a space within the meeting for sort of any other business, you know, anything else people would, people would like to raise, and, and that could be a way of enabling people, giving people that opportunity to raise, um, you know, whatever's on their mind, a yeah. new idea, a great way to recruit players that we hadn't thought of, uh, a new opponent that wants to play us, you know, what, what whatever it might be. That, that could be a really good way of doing that. Yeah. I like that. There were two other things that I wanted like to sort of uh, repeat yeah. and flesh out a little bit more with respect to the blog. Yeah. <clears throat> and what you and I have talked about in the past, and I, I think some of your aspirations um, connected with your writing. Um, mm. So, you know, the website and how you post things there um can function as a template or a model for other clubs that yeah. connects with what i said about uh advocacy and outreach which i was sort of sensing from what you were saying about some things that were showing up uh with more yeah. people other than just birmingham that wanted to come to the club and i know that's something that you have expressed that that's part of the reason for you wanting to write this book as well um, yes. So, you know, in part without taking over the unicorns website, because it is a, an organization, it isn't Lachlan. Um, yeah. Like, I wonder if there's a possibility of sometimes a guest post, in a sense, where you're the guest writer, but you're sharing either one of these interviews, or you're sharing a, a personal story where, to your benefit, you're marketing your writing, but you're also telling a story which is such a different component that maybe doesn't exist on other kinds of sites like this but sets yeah. a different standard because what you are wanting to do what you've expressed to me is build community um give a voice to the lgbtq plus <laughs> community and to make people feel heard and one of the ways of doing that is sharing your own story or sharing someone else's story um, and so all these things are tied together, setting an example, um, advocacy and outreach and well, yes. So, so actually those three things, the advocacy in the sense of like, you're standing up for what you believe in and you're showing this, uh, you know, beautiful community that you are creating and fostering yeah. and cultivating. I, um, I love that idea. I think that's. We, I've had a couple of other people um, come to me and uh, say they wanted to do a piece of writing around uh, their involvement in the unicorns or or as a queer person in cricket or whatever it might be. And I've said to them, yeah, you know, that'd be great. We could put it on the website. But actually, the stuff you're saying about, you know, some of the stories are so. <clears throat> 
powerful that they don't have to be long pieces on on a blog but they could be tasters in effect you know this is some of the stuff that's going on i really like that idea because it it, it um i think it helps build that sense of community but it also helps to uh do that advocacy do that outreach do that um example setting um yeah. you know being a leader as a club mm-hmm. as a, for me personally but as a club generally i like that idea i'd not thought about that at all that would never have occurred to me i could and i need to talk to our website person this this other thing is coming to me is I I think as the if you go in this direction and start um, growing the website not just for the unicorns in Birmingham but as as you've just said as we've just said here this um, advocacy uh, kind of approach I think you'll attract sponsorship. Yeah. Um, yes, I think you're probably right. We we have had a couple of people. It's well, it's funny. Like one one has come through the website now, mm-hmm. and one's come through um, one of our members doing some networking. Um, but people basically approaching and saying, "Wow, we really like the look of what you're doing. We'd like to, you know, sponsor you. We'd like to contribute. We'd like to give you some money. We'd like to." Um, help you out in 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 some way um so we've already got an example of that that's come through the website so actually i think you're right it would only make that stronger it would only um yeah i like that i really i really like that so i'm smiling because i'm just remembering an email i read from a, a coach i follow who teaches a lot of business modeling okay and his he works what he charges is just it seems ridiculous to me it's like unbelievable um (laughs) but he coaches very few people but he coaches exceptionally high leaders and so he builds a community of leaders but then what that allows him to do is to then create scholarships or offer opportunities to people that he really wants to work with who he think are he thinks might be exceptional change makers, for example, but might not be able to afford him. So by charging so much with these high end leaders, he has more time to build his community, but also to do that. So imagine if you were, you know, you're, you're given you, you and your organization, you and the unicorns are giving back to the community by providing this opportunity to LGBTQ um, uh, people interested in sport and in cricket. Uh, But it is a privileged sport in the sense that it's bloody expensive. Yes. Um, so what about a scholarship? Yeah. What about um, some sort of, you know, um, as as an opportunity for sponsors to have something tangible? Have your name associated with his sponsorship so that we can have two players who can't afford to pay the fees be able to play this year or to have uniforms paid for um you know you can come up with the tangible benefits uh that a sponsor really wants to see that thing that they can almost touch yeah yeah they're quite willing to give money to just the idea i think you've been reading far too much about english cricket recently darren (laughs) this is um, 
this is a hot topic, I think, in, in English cricket at the moment, more broadly, mm-hmm. um, and, and not just about the expense, but the expense is, is a, um, a big, it's a big barrier to, to, to people to, to play cricket. Yeah. Um, but it's something that, you know, we obviously want to try and break down and we, we've secured some funding to help us pay for some equipment mm-hmm. so people don't have to buy all their own equipment. Mm-hmm. But... I, it could go further than that, as you're saying. You know, it could it could go to, you know, cover somebody's annual subscription, or it could go to covering their match fees, or at least a contribution towards their match fees, or as you say, their 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 kit, their their uniform, you know, whatever it might be. I think that's um, yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, we've we've started going down that path, but we yeah. haven't we haven't got to that point of 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 um potentially offering that to sponsors to to see what they how they might respond to that yeah finding someone who has a talent and a skill in marketing or fundraising or uh you know the the kind of pr um to reach um organizations uh and to do the research uh you know, to, to dig around a company's website where they may have an application um, for sponsorship, whether it be some sort of an in-kind, if they're some sort of a product manufacturer, or whether it be like a, a cash donation. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we need to we need to explore that further this year. We started doing that a little bit last year, but we, yeah. you know, just got caught up in just trying to make everything work on, on the day and make yeah. the games yeah. happen. Um, but I think we've got a little bit more headspace now. We can probably start to look at that a bit more seriously. Well, just to recall something you said maybe about 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, something around the social media. You said, you know, it's like, well, we just got a little bit off track and I have to remind you <laughs> to pat yourself on the back and the organization on the back that this only launched last year and and, I know, and yeah, look I know. celebrate what you, uh, have you have you considered or are you doing some sort of a celebration at this AGM for what you've accomplished in this period of time yeah i mean that's essentially going to be my um my spiel mm-hmm. <laughs> my talk mm-hmm. is, is is largely around you know what we've what we've accomplished and yeah. uh, but we we also did that a bit at our end, end of season awards dinner we good, did that good. a bit then as well um and we managed to do that you know face to face for for most members not everybody could come but most people could come uh, but it is important to do that and and i you know i still uh it's very easy to forget, as you say, it's very easy to forget sometimes how far you've come, you know, where, where you started, you know, even this time last year, what are we, uh, early January, aren't we? So I think we, we had our first coaching session together around about this time last year. I, I can't quite think remember. so, January. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and back then it was, um, you know, with the unicorns had, had emerged, but, you know, we still had a long way to go and we've achieved and an awful lot you know we've got members who, who you know just to recap you know one of the members I was, I was listening to the interview i did with them today and you know he was saying to me and he's uh you know early 30s in terms of age that this is the first time that he feels like he's part of the lgbtq plus community in his whole life you know um being part of the unicorns, he feels like he's part of something. And and the thing he said, which really struck a chord with me, 
is that he now he's now out and proud and and prior to unicorns he was just out wow. you know he was quite happy people knowing that he was gay but now he's proud proud about it and, and has a sense of pride and he came like with me and a few other unicorns to march at birmingham pride last year yeah and you know he was like a year a year ago he was like i would never have done that would never have done that and there he was marching and bloody socializing with everybody we kept leaving him behind on the march because he was too busy socializing with people talking to them as he's walking along but it's that kind of impact right you know to give people that growth um what's wonderful about that from you know a, a um kind of a neuroscience perspective but you know there's this we want to belong, right? Fitting in would mean mm-hmm. some sort of a compromising because you're trying to match up to other people's ac- expectations. And, you know, LGBTQ plus is not a single community. It's 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 a network, but your, your primary community here is cricket and adjacent connected, you, you may disagree with me, that's totally fine. But the fact that it's LGBTQ plus, that it's inclusive, the big thing is that people can go there and they yeah. can feel the safety of acceptance. Now, if if it was a bunch of just, you know, only cis gay men, as an example, and yeah. a lesbian showed up or a trans person showed up or a person of color showed up, it might be a very different story. Um, and I know you and I spoke a lot about how to make sure that this is diverse and inclusive and accepting and you know how prejudice internally will just not be um tolerated you know it's it's such an important um it's it's very fortunate i think in some ways how this has worked out for you but i also think it's a testament to uh your concern and your own humility about going into this and how you wanted to approach leadership and how you wanted to engage with other people who would um, create the foundations uh, for this, um, um, for the Birmingham unicorns. Yeah, and I think, um, to be honest, that's, it, in some respects, that's our greatest achievement. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to capture forever. You know, I want to keep that going. Um, mm-hmm. Because people <laughs> do come and they, tell their story in their own time and they they're not judged they can be who they are um talking to one of our trans members you know they were saying that that's what's so powerful one of the things that's so powerful to them is that they can come and just be themselves Mm. and if they want to talk about their trans journey they can talk about their trans journey but if they don't want to that doesn't matter because they can just still be themselves um still have a great time still have made new friends mm-hmm. um and play cricket yeah. uh, and and that's the bit i want to maintain that diversity and inclusiveness and and giving people the, the voice within the club is is part of that which mm-hmm. links this all together mm-hmm. good let me check I'm in with you here sorry i was just as much more interlinked than you think like it's just yeah. it's all driving towards the same thing but that's you know it's a good thing it's a good thing yeah 
how do you feel at this point? Do you think you've uh, we've covered um, the essence of what it is you came to the session with today? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I feel like I now have a a menu in effect that I can yes. go back to the AGM <laughs> and say, look, this is what we're thinking about. Yeah, and 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 if we can't, um, you know, because I know certainly if I turn up at an AGM and the chair turned around and said, well, this is, these are all the ideas we've got for this season yeah. for communication and getting you involved. Uh, what do you think? I'd be like, <clears throat> oh, man, I just can't take this all in right now. Yeah. yeah. So even if we don't get everybody's views and we don't have a f way forward, it might be that we then do a follow-up questionnaire or uh, email and give people a bit more time to think about it, you know, mm -hmm. what would work best for you. But I, I think having that menu of different ideas is really important and, that's the main thing I wanted to get out of this is, you know, what, what are, what are some of our options? And then let's go to the members and talk about it and, okay. and see what they say. So, yeah, okay. I, I'm happy with that. Perfect. I want to, I want to try something I, I just thought of um, in that I introduced our, okay. our session as an ideation coaching session. So I, I want to go through idea, insight, direction, emotional alignment. So what would be the one big idea that, that came out of our, our discussion today. Oh gosh, the one big idea. I think um well that's that's a bit cruel, Darren. I was keeping for one. I know with all the notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh let me cheat a little bit and say I think the idea is that we've got options. Okay. Um and actually, the amount of options we've got will enable us to find a solution that 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 works. And actually, going, I feel much more confident now that, that I can go to members and talk about that. So nice. I'm cheating a little bit there, yeah, but I'm okay. saying that's the idea. That's okay. You you can you can watch the replay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get them all down again. What what was most insightful? Uh, I suppose understanding that, as I sort of say, at the end, all this stuff is interlinked. Mm -hmm. That that actually all of this is really ultimately about driving towards that inclusive uh, culture. And if I keep that at the front of my mind, because sometimes I think it you can lose that when you think about practicalities. Right. Um, when this this feels <laughs> like practicalities, or a lot of these things are practicalities, <laughs> but actually just that chat at the end there. Yeah. felt like it drew it together in 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 my mind that all of this stuff is interlinked yeah. and you i need to keep reminding myself going back to that core ethos that we've talked about before yeah. Yeah. and people should go and listen to the previous chat we had because where we talked more about that yeah, yeah. um yeah definitely that i think nice and then direction what is the you've probably already said it what what would be the 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 most important direction or directionality or strategy is is another uh, word for direction here yeah so i guess it's twofold it's partly about um you know checking in and talking to the members about what they want in terms of engagement mm -hmm. uh, and how they do that but it's 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 more than that it's some um, the, the overall direction is about maintaining that over the longer term so the, so this isn't just about this year this mm -hmm. this is about beyond so this might be 
this might need to be refreshed every year, you know, rethought every year as we grow and mm-hmm. evolve, but it's keeping that as the direction of travel where we want to go, that we want to make sure that everybody's voices um, are included and people can, you know, give their opinion and feel like that they're uh, a valued member of the club, hopefully, um, in, in the future. So I guess it's those sort of two things combined. Okay. And then lastly, what's the emotional alignment or the motivating or motion motivation, uh, whether it be overall or whether it be a specific thing? Because, you know, there's more than one thing that happened uh, in our discussion. Yeah, I think um, the, the emotion is... Well, the, the motivation is inclusivity and, and driving inclusivity. Yeah. Um, within cricket. Yeah. And and in this case, particularly within the unicorns. Yeah. What what is the feeling behind that? I would be interested in knowing for you. Well, for me, it's just like a fairness. I, I think there's a bit of something about fairness within there. There's something about um well, it's linked. It's linked to fairness, particularly within cricket, but mm. around giving people an opportunity. I think cricket as a sport isn't always great at giving people an opportunity for all sorts of barriers that we talked about. You know, finance being one of them, which we touched yeah. on in, uh, today. But that giving those people the opportunities is linked to, to fairness and giving the people the chance to, you know, turn up and and and, and have a go and not be judged and feel like that yeah they might be rubbish at it they've never tried it before but actually that doesn't matter (laughs) because you'll get better and everybody here will work with you to uh to get better so fairness is a real thing for me i think you know and and i guess that's why i think that's why i ponder so much about some of these questions about making sure people do get a voice because i want to make sure people feel like they they can uh, be part of that part of our discussion so fairness and inclusivity but then my overall notion is you know positive like when i finish these sessions yeah. it's positive because there's a next step or there's yeah. next steps which are you know clear and doable yeah and not necessarily overwhelming yes <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know, they have been at times in the past mm-hmm. um but you know as well that on the back of you know, whatever the outcome is, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a quarterly forum or a living document or a yeah. hybrid structure or all of those things, yeah. you know, whatever it is, it's going to create more positive outcomes and energy yeah. um, within the club. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is you can put all those things as a, as a list of options and let a group of people decide on, on the single one or two, bam, and then you know what to focus on. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. And Beautiful. by this time next week, I think, yeah, by this time yeah. next week, we should hopefully have a pretty good idea of what that looks like. Well, this was a very timely call then. <laughs> it was. Yes, it was. It really yes, was. Good, good. All right. Well, thank you, Lachlan. I really appreciate you uh, partaking, playing <laughs> in yeah. this uh, right, thank you know, you. coaching session with me to be uh, recorded for posterity. So. Indeed. No, thank you for the opportunity. No, I, I enjoyed that. It was um, it, it was yeah. It was it was important for me to just try and trash some of that out of my head. And as I said, you know, some of it feels very practical, mm-hmm. and it sort of feels like 
you know, there's part of me that thinks, oh, you shouldn't get bogged down with these things, but actually it all interlinks to the overall mission yeah. and ethos and what we're trying to do. So, yeah, thanks for that opportunity to chat about that. Wonderful. I will include uh, this information in the show notes, but how can people find out more about uh, the Birmingham Unicorns? Yeah, uh, we are all over um, the internet. <laughs> so you can go to our website, which is just behamunicorns.co.uk, uh, or you can find us on Twitter, uh, Beham Unicorns. We're on Instagram, as Beham Unicorns as well. And I think they're the main, yeah, I think they're the main the main routes for now, but we're pretty active on, on all three yeah. uh, platforms and you can get in touch with us on any of those. Great stuff. Thank you, Lachlan. Great. Cheers, Darren. Mm-hmm.